This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence, a podcast series sponsored by K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In this podcast series, I visit with Him Das and David Holly to discuss the risks involved in the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. and how best navigate them. David Holly, a co-lead of the CFIUS Advisory Practice at K2 Financial Intelligence Integrity Network, has more than 25 years of global investigations, business intelligence, corporate governance, and regulatory compliance consulting experience. He draws on decades of private sector experience to provide pragmatic advice that integrates his investigative skill set and financial expertise with cutting-edge technology. MDAS has over 15 years of strategic experience in crafting innovative legal and policy solutions to domestic and global challenges involving critical U.S. economic and national security assets. He assists and supports all aspects of K2 Intelligence FIN's work, including risk assessments, training, and the development of and review of new services, products, platforms, and technologies. In this podcast series, we will take a look at an overview of CFIUS, then consider navigating the CFIUS process by proactive engagement and compliance solutions. Consider CFIUS sanctions and export control compliance frameworks, CFIUS and cyber risk and access control, and conclude with effective monitoring and compliance officer solutions for CFIUS. This series is one that I know you will enjoy. It is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network, and once again, sponsored by the K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In this episode two, I visit with him, Das, on navigating the CFIUS process by proactive engagement. And thanks so much for having me here and, and placing a spotlight on some of the CFIUS compliance considerations. And could you start with giving us your views on what you think CFIUS may be looking for from an organization that is uh, considering engaging in a transaction that would be covered by the law? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, on on a previous uh, episode, I think uh, my counterpart Dave Hawley spoke a little bit about uh, some of the substantive things that CFIUS is looking for in terms of identifying threats um, and vulnerabilities to U.S. national security in determining whether or not to approve or mitigate a transaction. Um, I'd really like to speak to a little bit about what CFIUS is looking for through the process and how parties engage uh, with CFIUS um, as they consider uh, a transaction and as they uh, sort of begin engaging with CFIUS um, in terms of seeking uh, CFIUS approval of a transaction as well. Um, I think, first of all, CFIUS uh, is an iterative process uh, between the parties uh, to the transaction and CFIUS. It's essentially a two-way conversation um, between the CFIUS agencies and uh, the parties to the transaction. Um, you know, CFIUS is looking to engage in a dialogue with the parties. Um, they're trying to accomplish a couple of key functions. Um, first of all, they're trying to seek information or clarify uh, clarification regarding information that's submitted to CFIUS. Um, you know, they will try to sort through the filing and assess what the threats are, what the vulnerabilities are that are presented by the transaction. Um, but in doing so, they're also going to want to understand the underlying business rationale for a transaction. And a number of questions that they might ask through the process may be intended to try to get at that. Um, second of all, they're going to try to think through and discuss with the parties what the national security considerations are. 
um, and to try to develop a term sheet for a mitigation agreement if they have concerns with the transactions. Often, um, because national security issues are classified, um, security-related issues, um, the parties will have to uh, do a little bit of guesswork in terms of trying to understand exactly what the national security considerations are and to think through how to appropriately uh, develop a, a mitigation element uh, that meets uh, the business needs. And the third piece is that CFIUS is going to be negotiating mitigation terms with the parties that are going to be designed to resolve whatever the national security concerns are. Um, and they will want to engage in a dialogue with the parties to see if there are ways to mitigate those national security concerns in a way that are consistent with uh, business interests. This can be a somewhat complicated process. Um, of engagement, and, and that's why I think it's very important for parties to a transaction to just have effective advisors to be able to understand what the CFIUS process is, um, to understand what the issues are that CFIUS considers, and to also understand what the dynamics are within the CFIUS interagency uh, process. There are a number of different agencies that are participating in the CFIUS process, and they all have different views and equities, and so it's important to understand that dynamic. I think that overall, that engagement is um, uh, going to help ensure that uh, the responses to CFIUS um, in terms of questions that they might ask or proposals that they might wait, make are targeted um, at the right concerns and the appropriate concerns and also advance both the party's interest in getting the deal done and uh, advancing the U.S. national security interests as well, which is important to all of us. Um, a second point that I just wanted to raise is that I think that um, the CFIUS process will go much more smoothly uh, if the parties are, are well-prepared and provide clear and thorough responses up front um, and are prepared to quickly respond to questions when uh, CFIUS does ask questions throughout the CFIUS process. Uh, you know, the CFIUS regulations uh, provide uh, specific information that's required uh, for a, a declaration or a voluntary filing with CFIUS. Um, and that includes a, a broad range of information from basic business information, uh, the nature of the business, whether or not they're involved in critical or sensitive technologies or sensitive person data, whether or not they have government contracts, as Dave mentioned in a prior episode. Um, there are many other elements that um, they will ask initially um, and that are prescribed in the regulations. But they will often just have follow-up questions because some of the questions may raise new questions or additional questions. And that's why it's just important to be very clear um, in terms of what the answers might be, maybe be pre prepared to provide organizational charts or technical information that's presented in a very clear manner. Um, the third element in terms of what CIFIS is going to be looking for is that Parties just need to be addressed, uh, be in a good position to be able to address um, uh, CFIUS uh, proposals for mitigation. Um, they need to understand exactly how the business operates and how the business might be tailored in a way that might address some of the national security considerations. Um, so it's important to, as you're going through the investment deal or the M&A deal, to just go through some advanced due diligence uh, to both understand what the investments are, what the transaction is, uh, and what the business is to think through how to best modify the transaction in a way that might be able to effectively and quickly mitigate some of the concerns that uh, 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 CFIUS might have. Um, the other piece is that uh, it's very important to think through whether or not it might be worthwhile proactively implementing compliance frameworks um, with respect to some of the issues that Dave talked about previously. 
uh, with respect to sanctions, export controls, access, cybersecurity protocols, um, that would might that might provide cities with greater comfort and trust uh, regarding some of the national security uh, considerations. Again, it's key to just proactively consider what CFIUS might have in terms of concerns and be willing to work with CFIUS in terms of addressing and tailoring mitigation because ultimately they have the ability to block a transaction. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention just in, in, in this point is that it's just worth noting that CFIUS views completed transactions, that is transactions that are, have uh, gone through and been consummated very differently from pending transactions. Often, if a a uh, completed transaction raises concerns. CFIUS is going to uh, uh, and can potentially require a number of very difficult mitigation uh, conditions uh, that either might uh, frustrate the business purpose of the transaction or may be very uh, costly. Uh, they might require an unwinding of the transaction. And if the transaction's unwound, they could require a monitor or compliance officer um, to ensure that the transaction is completely unwound. And ultimately, this can be incredibly costly, uh, uh, require uh, the dedication of significant resources as well. So that's just an important thing to think about uh, before uh, completing a transaction is whether or not there might be CFIUS issues. And how do you even uh, begin a filing under this process? Well, I mean, I think that uh, the CFIUS process should start at a very early stage. I think that investors and uh, the target U.S. business should start thinking about the CFIUS considerations as they're conceiving of the investment or the M&A process. I mean, this point is incredibly key. It's just never too early to start thinking about what the national security dimensions are because it might have an impact on the contours and the structure of the transaction and the manner in which the parties approach CFIUS. So I think that uh, from a CFIUS compliance perspective, it, it starts at, at the point where you start talking about a transaction or an investment. Um, in certain cases, uh, you know, for example, a, com- a complex transaction or one that's likely to raise uh, significant national security sensitivities, or it might come from a sensitive uh, foreign country, uh, the parties should start thinking about whether or not to engage with CFIUS at a very early stage even before the final terms of the deal uh, are are developed, um, just to be able to brief CFIUS um, in order to be able to gauge its reactions and to engage in a dialogue with CFIUS so that they start becoming comfortable uh, with the transaction, with the nature of the transaction, with the parties, and with the business motivation for the transaction. So this is well before there's even a CFIUS filing as the parties are thinking through the transaction. Um, uh, as you start uh, getting nearer to completing the contours of the transaction, um, you may want to think about whether or not to uh, make a voluntary declaration, um, which is a short-form declaration um, that doesn't require the same information or the uh, extensive uh, uh, information that's required for a longer CFIUS filing or a notice uh, in CFIUS terms. Uh, the voluntary declaration process is a shorter process it's a 30-day process, and it's one uh, in which CFIUS may clear the transaction or may indicate that further review is required. Um, but it's a shorter process. It requires less information, and it may be appropriate for a transaction that is a less complicated transaction. Or if you're a repeat investor from a country in which the United States has uh, strong positive relationships with, you know, it may be possible to get your transaction cleared um, in, in a shorter process. 
there may be other transactions in which uh, a mandatory declaration is required, and these are transactions in which there's a substantial uh, investment uh, by a foreign government um, or in which there is an investment in a company that is engaged in transactions that involve critical technologies, that is, sensitive, dual-use critical technologies like semiconductors, avionics, uh, robotics, potentially biotechnology, and others. I think, uh, ultimately, to be able to assess the right pathway in terms of how to approach uh, CFIUS and to uh, sort of follow the right pathway in terms of a voluntary declaration, a mandatory declaration, or to go through the full 90-day CFIUS process really depends on uh, the party's understanding of the risks of the transaction, the who the parties are, um, the nature of the U.S. target business, and also just the business necessities, the time frame needed to complete the transaction, because there are different time periods that are required for the type of filing that's made with CFIUS. Um, you know, ultimately, once the parties have worked out the material elements of the transaction and they're ready to uh, uh, approach CFIUS more formally, uh, they can make a decision on whether to file a declaration or a notice. Uh, the CFIUS rules uh, prescribe what information is required for the filing or the declaration. And then, uh, very importantly, uh, the CEO of the companies that are involved or an appropriate senior-level official has to provide a certification uh, with potentially significant pe uh, penalties regarding the accuracy of the transaction. And then once it's submitted, then you uh, begin the process uh, in terms of having a conversation with CFIUS. So, Him, what compliance frameworks would you suggest a company have in place or create to get through the process? Um, uh, that's a, a really good question. Um, I think that it really depends on the nature of the transaction um, and the parties involved uh, in the transaction. And in particular, again, an understanding of what the threats are, what the vulnerabilities are, and what the risks are that are involved. Um, you know, uh, you know, where there is a business uh, that, I mean, there are a number of different circumstances and situations, and I can just run through a few of them uh, fairly quickly. I think that where there is a business um, uh, that uh, uh, is engaged in uh, business with sanctioned countries or sanctioned jurisdictions, or there is a a, a high concentration of sanctioned uh, actors, for example, you know, uh, there are a large number of transnational criminal uh, organizations or the potential for terrorist financing issues or terrorism. Uh, it's important to have uh, a robust sanctions compliance framework um, that meets the standards set forth by the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control and to have a culture of compliance around sanctions. Um, CFIUS is going to potentially look to whether or not um, uh, the company and the foreign investor have a strong uh, compliance framework, whether or not they've engaged with sanctions countries uh, and whether or not they've engaged in violations of sanctions rules. Um, where uh, a company is engaged in sensitive technologies um, uh, that are subject potentially to export controls that are administered by the Department of Commerce, um, those are dual-use technologies um, that have military purposes and commercial purposes, or sensitive technologies that have uh, primarily military-related uses, um, you know, CFIUS uh, will look to whether or not there's been a full vetting of the types of technologies um, that uh, the U.S. company uses, the types of technologies that the foreign investor might be 
using and whether or not the companies have uh, undertaken a full export control review of those technologies to see if they're subject to export controls and whether or not there are policies and procedures with respect to the evaluation of policies and procedures um, 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 that are involved um, uh, in the uh, transaction. Um, if there's sensitive data uh, or, or access to critical infrastructure, um, I think that um, CFIUS uh, will often look to whether or not there are strong and effective cyber risk policies and procedures or access controls um, uh, with respect to any sensitive personal data, um, whether or not there are access controls with respect to sensitive technology that is physical access controls and how those are implemented, whether there's an effective culture of compliance around those controls as well. Um, you know, CFIUS finally is uh, potentially going to require uh, governance frameworks, as I think Dave mentioned in a prior episode as well, um, that will be able to provide an effective oversight mechanism around uh, the implementation of any of the policies and procedures or uh, mitigation agreements or CFIUS requirements with respect to transactions. And these include, you know, proxy board or arrangements. It may include independent um, board members that may be uh, charged with uh, uh, evaluating and ensuring that the companies are complying with the CFIUS mitigation agreement or uh, or monitoring and effectively addressing any national security controls or considerations. And they might require special compliance officers or monitors, again, um, so that CFIUS uh, is comfortable with the transaction and the administration of uh, the mitigation agreement as well. And again, as Dave mentioned, um, you know, I think one of the things that CFIUS will start looking to more and more is that there is effective training um, that's done to board members, uh, to senior management, as well as to staff at all levels, so that everybody understands their responsibilities. Um, companies are going to need to consider whether or not uh, these compliance frameworks uh, should be put in place in advance of uh, entering the CFIUS process to provide uh, confidence um, with uh, to the CFIUS agencies uh, that there is a strong uh, compliance framework and to also engage with CFIUS through the mitigation and negotiation process to try to develop more tailored approaches as well. Yeah, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but uh, I wanted to, uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time to visit with me, and I hope our listeners will join us tomorrow where we consider export CFIUS and export control compliance frameworks, financial crimes, risk, and compliance. Yeah, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Great. Thank you so much, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of our five-part series on navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence. I hope you will join us again for another episode. This five-part series sponsored by K2 Intelligence Finn is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network.